Hello and welcome to Watson Serie A 21st match day and we are going to analyze all the games with Danny. Did you get many presents from La Befana, Danny? Hello? Uh, a, bit, a bit of charcoal, a bit of sweets, mixed bag, you know. I haven't been a, a, a great boy in the last year, so, you know, that was, that was all right. But I got a disappointment that match day 20 had four cancellations, only uh, six games, uh, a chaos in Serie A with the local authorities, I mean... There are no rules, but now now we got the protocol. Now we got the protocol. Only 13 players need to be available to play games. But hold your breath because on Sunday at least three games are gonna get cancelled. So let's go. Let's analyze all the games. Uh, remember, guys, to ask any question to Danny or leave your comments with your tips, and don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. Let's go on with the show. So far, we have seven games scheduled. Danny probably is going to be six. Uh, for Well, for sure. There is nothing for sure in this live <laughs> of it. That's for sure. But uh, let's start with the first game, the early kickoff. We have uh, Empoli, Sassuolo. Empoli, how much we love this team. They are great. This season in their comeback to Serie A, we watch the best game of the whole uh, Thursday against Lazio. 3-3. They were this close to get the victory, they got the draw at the end, and Sassuolo Dani, on the contrary, is still very disappointing against uh, mid-lower teams, a team with these players, we expect them to be very close to European spots. Lazio Sassuolo, for me so far, the game of the year, of course. Uh, Lazio Empoli. Lazio, sorry, Lazio Empoli, yeah. uh, of course, the game of the year, great game, you know, yeah. after 14 minutes, it was already a 2-1 with both to score. So, you know, obviously our prediction, uh, we got it right very, very early and we could relax and enjoy a very good game thanks to Empoli, a team that plays on the front foot, no matter if they play at home and away, a lot of players that go behind the ball into shooting positions, you know, they are really, really good couple of stats to show you how good these newly promoted team are. Sixth for shots on target in Serie A. Eighth attack of Serie A. This is a team that last year won Serie B with Alessio Dionisi that now manages uh, Sassuolo and now with Andrea Zoli. They kept playing the right type of football. When they play at home, they're not being as good as uh, they have been away. But, you know, recently two wins out of six. And, you know, this is a team that can score goals with mm. Bayrami, with Pinamonti, uh, with Cutrone, with Haas, with some of the fullbacks pushing on, like Parisi. I think he's been one of the best players. And let's not forget, this is a team full of debutants in Serie A. So credit to Andrea Zoli and credit to Empoli for really entertaining us. Never a dull moment with them. They score more goals than Roma, then Sassuolo itself, and then Juventus. But at home at Castellani, no clean sheets. And, you know, this is also a team that really uh, struggles to uh, defend or to lock themselves into their own half. They does not their style. In fact, Vicario, their goalkeeper, is the keeper who has made more saves in Serie A, 78 already. Now, for Sassuolo, what happened with Genoa? Slow start, but they were also halted by the fact that they had a few injuries and a few COVID cases, although we are not sure about it, but, you know, a few players missing 
in the last minute, like Scamacca, who's been in great form recently, Fratesi, one of the best midfielders in Serie A, Magnanelli as well. So I think they paid maybe the change of formation late, slow start against Genoa, they went behind, but then they dominated possession, they dominated the ball, they had a lot of chances, a lot of corners, Sirigu made a few important says in the end it was only 1-1 but the second half was much more uh, promising away good form one defeat in the last six but you know they average two goals per game when they play away they play 10 games 20 goals scored and they are seconds for shots on target behind Inter so let's expect Sassuolo to have a go at Empoli now I'm going to go for the gold market because I had a quick look at the brilliant tool that is on Oddspedia website, the betting statistics. Go and have a look. So over 2.5 goals in 73% of Empoli games and 80% of Sassuolo games this season. So, you know, high scoring games and both to score in 80% of both teams in the last five games so you could be confident this is going to be at least an over two goals i would say probably both to score so to find the value you have to go in the goals market maybe in the first half and then you can see over 1.5 goals in the first half 225 if you want to be a little bit more conservative 1.25 goals in the first half this is only one goal you lose half your stake but this is going to be a goal fest i think it looks like golfers and the bookies know the, the odds are super low for the full-time goals market. We have over three goals, 1.73. This is absolutely low because, Danny, as you said, the bookies expect uh, many goals uh, from the Castellani. Let's go to Venice, uh, Venezia, Milan. Milan, they played a good game and they beat Roma easily. So... I was reading Gazzetta this morning, Danny, and I read that the Scudetto is a derby. It looks like a two-horse yeah, race only with Milan and Inter. But for that, Milan need to win against Venezia. Their game was postponed, so we haven't seen them this year so far. No, but Milan, uh, really good. Really good performance against Roma, considering that they were missing a couple of players. They were missing, obviously, Benacer, Kessier, the Africa Cup of Nation. They got the latest COVID cases as well, Rabic still not fit 100%. Uh, Leao came on in the second half and we saw the difference, but a really, really good midfield performance from Tonali. Again, stepping up, really playing the right stuff. And let's not forget Milan without Chiaer at the back. They had to play with the young Gabbia who suffered a little bit Zaniolo, but, you know, clinical Milan. Roma had a couple of chances, maybe should have had a penalty in the first half. Uh, the VAR, Mourinho wasn't really happy about it, but we saw the Milan of uh, the beginning of uh, the season. So great team spirit. And I think this Milan side, without playing in Europe, they can really be in the uh, title race really until the end. The away form so far for uh, Milan... Uh, been good. Only one away defeat so far this season. They are the best joint attack when they play away. 24 goals scored in 10 games, so average 2.4 goals scored. So you could go for another 2.5 goals, you know. Milan scored 2.5 
poor game. Venezia might make a goal, although they are not a great attack when they play at home. Only 12 scored because they are more of a counter-attacking team, really. This Venezia team, although has to be praised uh, for the way they play, uh, you know, they play 4-3-3, propositive football, but they tend to spend most of the time in their own half, but then they know how to counter-attack quickly with players like Okereke, Henri, uh, Aramu, of course. One win in the last six at home for Venezia. They're not very strong at home. And they, that was the 3-2 against Roma in fortunate circumstances. But at home, so far this season, remember, this is a newly promoted team. They always scored, but against Inter. So I think Milan, to win this game, as I think they will, They'll have to score a couple because Venezia could nick a goal. So my bet for this one, yes, Milan to win is too low. So let's go for Milan to score in both halves, 2.5. And now that Pioli has got all his attackers back, as well as Messias, I think you can see the difference already when you put in the second half players like Giroud, like Leao, maybe Messias as well. So Milan to score in both halves, 250. So I guess you also like uh, Milan to score first, right? As yeah, as Armin said in the comment, yeah, I think I fancy I fancy Milan to take the lead. I think it's around 180, uh, the option. So yeah, why not? I mean, Mil Milan mm -hmm. away have been good this season and last season. Let's not forget, Milan were the best team in Serie A last season for points gained away. Mm -hmm. Good goal scored by Leao that you mentioned. Yeah, very good. Then we have Cagliari Bologna postponed, Torino Fiorentina postponed, and we jump to Napoli Sandoria. Time for Napoli, I guess, to win at home because they lost the last three. They got a point against Juve with that also good goal scored by Dries Mertens. And I was also very surprised, Danny, by Sandoria losing at home against Cagliari. Napoli, great performance in Torino, considering how many players they were missing. Koulibaly, uh, Mario Rui, uh, Fabian Ruiz, Zambuangisa, uh, Lozano, Osimen. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple. So they were completely depleted. However, they really, really played well. Almost perfect away performance, not just counter-attacking, but managing the tempo of the game really well. Insigne, what a great game he had in Turin. You know, in the week when he signed the contract with Toronto, people were doubting about this commitment. Well, this is Napoli born and bred. This is Napoli <laughs> captain. This is a Napoli, one of the Napoli's greatest players in the last 10 years. I'm sure he'll be committed until the end to the cause. And he played a really, really good game. So did Lobotka in the middle of the field, man of the match. So Spal Spalletti, who, by the way, was not there because he had covid could really take heart from a massive point they gained in Turin after Juventus equalized. They were the better team as well. I think in the end, the draw is a fair result. Now, what happened to Napoli? Obviously, with all these injuries, especially without Ossiman, who should be back fairly soon because he hasn't gone to the Naf Africa Cup of Nations because of COVID. They only scored four goals in the last five, but Merten is in form. He scored six since the end of November. Now, the home form recently has been disastrous. Three consecutive home defeats, although they didn't deserve to lose against Pezia, only had no shots on goal because they scored with an own goal. Then they lost against Tempoli, didn't deserve to lose to lose against Empoli, deserve to lose against Atalanta, of course. But, you know, at home, they're still the second best defense of Serie A. The question mark is this one. How tired are the players going to be? Because it's basically the same 
13 players because all the others are missing in the game against Juventus uh, Spalletti or his, his second only made three changes because the rest of the players were players from the Primavera from the youth team so not many rotation for this one the game the game comes very fast on Sunday so they could be they could be a little bit tired Sampdoria uh, bad performance I mean they took the lead then when Yoshida went out because of an injury they lose a bit of consistency they lose a little bit of focus the good news is that they got one of the most informed strikers in Serie A at the moment Gabbiadini six goal in the last six I think he's gonna be called by Mancini in March watch this space but you know <laughs> Sampdoria is a very difficult team to judge because they got quality players but not always they don't always deliver they struggle to create clear-cut chances they are the teams who deliver most crosses wrongly so far in Serie A 182 in 20 games as a you know, massive stat so for in terms of misplaced crosses they do score because recently they've been scoring you know 14 goals in the last nine games they scored the same uh, number of goals as Juventus but we were all expecting a little bit more from them they will be missing Candreva because he's suspended and he's been one of the best players so far in terms of one-to-one attempts crosses in this case crosses well placed um, Napoli might struggle to score many goals this one so I suppose they will probably want to start quickly, uh, get the job done in the first half, and then maybe fatigue might come up. I think Napoli should win this one, even if they are in an emergency. But I'm going to go for a first half win, which pays more. I always try to give you odds that pay around 2190, stuff like that. And that's exactly what it pays 201 Napoli to win the first half against Sampdoria. Guanchuk mm, and Lyle are suggesting both teams to a score that pays 1.85. You don't see that clear, Danny? I'm not, I'm not sure Sampdoria way, although they have been scoring, but I can see more of a low-scoring game on this one. And, you know, Napoli defense have been heroic against uh, Juventus, very good against Milan a couple of weeks ago as well. So kind of trust them in this case. Mm -hmm. We didn't see both teams to score against uh, Spezia or against Empoli very recently at the Diego Armando Maradona. Then Udinese Atalanta postponed as well. So we jump uh, into a derby in Liguria. Genoa Spezia. Genoa finally getting some points, but they need a victory. This is a massive game for the relegation battle. Genoa drew against Sassuolo because Destro is the only one scoring goals for that team. Danny, and this is a mass victory, mass win for the Rosso Blue, especially against Sampdoria which are just uh, above the bottom three, another team that lost. And, of course, they are really in trouble. Yeah, they are. Both teams are in trouble. Both teams need to win. Yeah, Genoa, a bit better than we can because, you know, a point away as a swallow, I imagine they will always take that. Yeah, when Destro is on the pitch, he scored eight of Genoa 20s goals this season. So, uh, it is, I mean, almost a guarantee. You are almost guaranteed that they might end up scoring, but it's difficult that they score more than one. I mean, also because they don't shoot on target much. In seven games with Shevchenko, they've shot, they had 12 shots on target. So they scored four goals, I think, in seven games. And, you know, their expected goals are like 0.7 or 8. I mean, not even a goal in those expected goals in those seven games. Some some shots were from long distance. It is a team that is struggling, has been struggling with injuries, has been struggling with a 
transfer market in the very last days of the summer uh, players bought maybe you know with no much rationale now they have strengthened the team already they got uh, hefty from um, young boys and he played well against Sassuolo they got Ostigard as well as a young player um, Norwegian in defense he used to play a lot in England and in the lower division of the English football um, you know I can't expect a lot of goals in this one. These are two teams uh, in the bottom five for shots on target in Serie A. Uh, Spezia, they are okay when they play at home, although against uh, Verona, they had a lot of problems in midfield, a lot of players missing. The game was about to be uh, called off. So we need also to understand that, you know, Tiago Motta can really draw up a lot of resources. This is a very young team as well. Uh, Spezia often naive. Uh, they often concede. They got the worst away defense with 27 goals conceded. They lost already seven away games. Only one clean sheet in that fortunate win at San Paolo, uh, sorry, at Maradona against Napoli. Genoa win. I like it. I like it. They are due a win. But I'm going to be rather more cautious and I'm going to go for an under. In this case, under 2.5 goals, 182. Mm -hmm. uh, the draw for one chuk, uh, it doesn't pay bad and no. it's a good idea. Could be. Between these two teams that they tend not to score many goals. Then we go to the Olympico. We have Roma Juventus, very important for the European spots, Danny. And Roma is still very disappointing game after game, especially against the big teams. Now, uh, I mean, they ended the game even with nine players against uh, Milan. A stupid uh, defensive mistakes. You cannot win a game like that. And for Juve, I guess that the best news for them is Chiesa came back and scored a goal. Yeah, Chiesa came back, revitalized a bit the attack of Juventus, but Juventus started well the first 10 minutes and then they show the always same problem, emotional fragility. When they go behind, they really take time then for them to pick themselves up. Also after Chiesa scored, Napoli were the better teams on the on the pitch, considering all their absences. And for Roma, yeah, I mean, they, they make their own defeats. You know, they create mistakes, silly mistakes. They give the ball away. Sometimes they, they lack that intensity. And this is really surprising for a team managed by Jose Mourinho. They showed in the first half of the season a little bit more of fighting spirit. But Roma has a massive problem. In the last two years, they've only beat Atalanta three weeks ago amongst the top teams they always lost or drew so they got really perhaps an inferiority complex despite some of their players playing well I think you know you cannot say that Tammy Abram is not having a, a, a good season in Serie A the numbers are there he participated well in the play but it's the rest of the players you know Ibanez was shocking at uh, Milan Mancini got sent off Cardros, Carsdrop is going to get sent off picking up a stupid yellow card. So this is going to be two important players that Roma are going to be missing. Yes, they will be strengthened the squad with Michael Niles and maybe Oliveira from Porto, but obviously not available for this game. Maybe Michael Niles on the bench. Uh, Roma at home at the Olympico, they've been okay, uh, but they only scored 13 in 10 games. So they're not, not a very high scoring team, only five in the last uh, six. And 
Juventus, as I said, always problem is scoring. I think they lack the uh, point of reference up front. Uh, Morata is very hit and miss. Uh, recently, yes, Chiesa is the spark, is the guy that changes the teams. Um, Dybala came on in the second half, didn't really uh, do uh, much. I think Juventus... I mean, he wasn't that they could have they could have won against Napoli. They could have taken advantage of Napoli missing so many players. And you know, ten teams in Italy have scored more goals than Juventus. But that's normal when you sell the guy who scored a third of your goals year after year in the last three seasons. Of course, Cristiano Ronaldo away. So far, okay, Juventus, they've been unbeaten in the last four, three clean sheets in total, but they were also playing uh, easier uh, sides than Roma. Now, this season in Serie A, they only scored two goals, more than two goals, only in two occasions out of 20 games. And if you look on the uh, betting stats on Oddspedia, only 55% of Roma and 30% of Juventus games in Serie A this season have been over 2.5 goals. So very, very low stats for the over 2.5 goals. Make sure that you that you check Serie A only, because if you check all competition, obviously you got the, uh, the, the conference league stats and the Champions League stats. So that, you know, is a little bit, uh, doesn't tell you the, 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 the real truth. In Serie A, Roma and Juventus, they are not high scoring team. That's why I'm going to go for another under 2.5 goals this time, 197. Mm -hmm. uh, people are suggesting also, Danny, uh, to trust Juve, for instance, for Anaka, for double chance. Armin is telling us that. You could. I, I mean, this is, a, this is a game that really... no. I mean, the draw is useless for both. Because they are, they, 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 although Atalanta won't play this weekend... But you know they need to win to make up ground on the fourth place. So the, I, I, as a double chance, I would rather go for one two because I think the draw is is really really useless. But yeah, I suppose Juventus uh, Juventus have been decent away so far, so that that could happen as well. Mm -hmm. And the other interesting game this weekend is Inter Lazio, the only. Team that was able to beat yeah. Inter this season in Serie A is Lazio at the Olimpico, 3-1. But the problem, Danny, is that Lazio also they make a lot of mistakes, as we saw defensively, against uh, Empoli, as you suggested. The good news for them is Milinko Savic. Great performance. Again, they really need the Serbian player. And Inter, they were even training at the Dalara. They yes. took the train, they went to the stadium, they were warming up, and at the end they didn't play. No, they didn't play. They knew they were not going to play. So in the end, yeah, they took advantage for have a stroll in the nice pitch of the Lara. Let's start with Lazio. Well, Lazio, I think the biggest problem for them has been adapting to play a back four. They've been playing with a back three with Simone Inzaghi, now Inter's manager, for three, four years, and they were doing really well. Everyone knew what to do. Now they go to a back four, and there are some players like Luis Felipe, the same Acerbi, that you can tell they are struggling. By the way, we're not sure if Acerbi is going to be fit for this one, so even more problems for Sarri at the back. Luis Felipe, his contract is running out in June. Some are suggesting he's lacking a little bit of focus recently. The away goal difference for Lazio so far, it's shocking. 
shocking minus seven although this is a team that scored a lot of goals first best attack in Serie A 42 but most of them have been scored at home away no clean sheet so far in this um, Serie A and obviously this is a tough ask going to Inter and keeping a clean sheet of course but you know in the uh, in the reverse fixture they beat Inter they were very tactically astute they waited they waited they hit on the counter attack that was when Inter were really unbalanced and they were pushing up too high with the entire team and leaving gaps uh, behind. I remember in that in the game Inter were much better for 60 minutes and there should have been at least one or two goals ahead. Well, I wonder whether that defeat was the turning point for Inter season. Inter after that had been so good, whereas Lazio had been a little bit hit and miss. But Inter is to be careful because Lazio is a very unpredictable team. It is a team that we saw they can score, they got very good midfielders like Milinkovic Savic they can score they got Pedro uh, a, a Felipe Anderson Immobile that you know yes he missed a penalty against Empoli but he's always a threat so Lazio are going to create chances Inter uh, they need to make sure that they press them really really high and uh, yeah they don't leave uh, spaces in behind especially on to the wide man when it comes to Inter uh, the fact that they rested I think it is an advantage uh, four clean sheets at home in the last five they got the best home attack the best home defense uh, question mark on the whether uh, Cialanolu will play because he was suspended against Bologna the game against Bologna didn't go on uh, but you know there are some technicalities that he might be able to play this one well we don't go into that yet they will be without Jeco for sure so Sanchez and Lautaro up front because Jeco has got uh, COVID let's see if uh, Inzaghi has learned from the mistakes from the reverse fixtures and let's see how balanced this Inter is going to be against Lazio but you know this is going to be an attacking uh, game. Uh, these are the two of the teams that provided most assists so far this season, 31 Inter against 30 Lazio, and three of the last four meetings have been over 2.5 goals. Actually, the last two games have ended 3-1. 3-1 for Lazio, 3-1 for Inter. So my tip would be go on the goals market. You know, obviously you have to find value on over 2.5, over three goals. But if you go on the first half goals market, then you got over 1.5 goals in the first half, which doubles your stake. So if there is only one goal in the first half, you lose half your stake. Mm -hmm. Sifel and Rafael think that Inter is going to win. I think we all expect that, of course. They are the best team in Serie A and they are also suggesting both teams to score. It doesn't pay that bad, actually. 1.8 yeah. is not a bad idea. If yeah, both, is... both, both to score. Both to score is in Mayaka. Both to score is in Mayaka because mm -hmm. I think uh, it could be a high-scoring game. That's that's why. And the last game, uh, let's see if it's going to happen or if not. Gonna happen, yes. In the Ventegodi, we have Verona Salernitana today. On Friday, they are going to take a test, the players of Salernitana, yeah. and see if they are able finally to play the first game in this 2022. Because remember, the last two games for Salernitana were postponed. If they go under uh, to the stadium, Danny, to Verona, I guess we should expect the home team, Tudor team, to win because they've been good. They beat Spezia recently and especially at home, they are a, a strong team. And also they beat Spezia missing eight players. They were missing Barak, uh, they were missing... Um... 
Illich, Fink, uh, Davidovitz, così injured, but they had a Ginter, they got a four or five key players missing, despite that, you know, very good performances, two goals from Caprari, a, a player that's been completely changed under uh, Tudor, so a good, a good, a really good win uh, for Verona, who are the fifth attack of Serie A, and they play against the worst attack of Serie A, Seriana, Salernitana, only 11 goals scored uh, so far, they're not the worst attack in Europe, but, you know, they're or they're about, and they are also one of the worst away, the worst away team in uh, Serie A this season, Salernitana, the reverse fixture ended 2-2, but I think it was down to Verona's naivety, uh, they, they took the lead and then they couldn't hang on to it, but you know, I think they, they would have deserved to win. Uh, Salernitana, really, really difficult situation with the, with the club, who's been saved, so yes, they will play until the end in Serie A, so they have the chance to get relegated with their own field. It, which is great. Uh, conceded 10 in the last four. Hey, something you have to celebrate. Se- conceded 10 in the last 10 a- four away games. Uh, Verona are winless in the last three at home. They also lost in the cup against Empoli. But this is too good. Uh, I mean, the odds on Verona to win the first half are too good mm. to be true. 195. You could also go for an Asian handicap minus one, but I'm going to go for Verona to win the first half if it goes ahead. 195. Yes, Verona to win the game, the odds are very low, 1.43, and uh, Sifel is suggesting both teams to score this pace well, actually, 2.0. Verona is not a a great defence. I think uh, despite being the fifth attack of Serie A, their goal difference is plus three, so they do concede quite a lot. I don't remember them keeping many clean sheets at home home either. Uh, I don't know, Salernitana, I mean... I mean, they really struggled against the top teams. This year, against the top teams, Salernitana have lost all the games against Milan, Lazio, and never scored. Is Verona a top team? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, Riveri at least is enjoying Salerno and uh, Costiera Manfitana. For sure, in spring is better when yeah, he's going to yeah. enjoy good weather there. And some limoncello. Danny, let's see your ACA no? for this weekend. Let's hope we can see many games, at least seven. Okay, I've selected only the games that I think they're not going to get postponed because otherwise, yeah, the act I did last week, I mean, only one game went through because the other one were postponed. So, yeah, I mean, I won a return of 136. Not great. What? Eh, you won the first act? Yeah, I won because I only predicted one game and it went through. <laughs> but, okay, it's not, it's not great. Okay, well, you know, 160 or 136, whatever it was, was Lazio, Empoli, both to score. This week, though, Empoli, Sassuolo, both to score. Milan to win at Venezia, Roma Juventus double chance 1x, Genoa to beat Spezia and Inter Lazio, as we said before, which very good odds, both to score. That's why the total odds are quite high 16 68. Indeed, quite high. Um, we have Coppa Italia the following week we Although, and, yeah, the Super Cup, the... and the Super Cup. It mm, Inter good game then. And we have Serie A, of course, in the weekend. Thank you, Danny, for sharing your knowledge with all of us. Thanks, everyone, also, for watching. I hope you have a great weekend. And please like the video and subscribe. Don't forget about that. See you, Thank Danny. You, Danny. See you soon. Enjoy football. Bye.